Hi, I'm Marilyn, and I want to welcome you today to Exposing Grief. When we expose anything, it becomes less threatening. To expose loss and grief will provide us with some emotional control. In 2020, we laid the foundation for these conversations. Over 12 episodes, we explained how loss and grief can and does occur at any age or stage in life. You can go back and listen to those foundational podcast episodes, or you can begin listening today as part of your journey to become more emotionally and mentally healthy. So much has happened in the last 10 days that I was completely uncertain where to start with today's episode. Maybe I have been consuming too much media, which I must admit happens to me from time to time. There are stories of death from abuse, suicides, and seemingly random acts of violence. Most stories seem to be downbeat instead of upbeat. So I have decided to spend today reminding all of us how media can play a large role in influencing our emotional well-being. Many times we tell ourselves that we're just catching up on what's going on in the world. And three to four hours later, we are still watching news about everything from the latest COVID-19 variant to car thefts, kidnappings, senseless shootings, as well as congressional news and political infighting. And it's not just the news, but the social media sites as well. The Facebooks, Instagrams, TikToks, and other platforms are turning us into people we don't even like. What fascinates us so much about other people's real lives or pretend lives? We all realize that most, if not all, of the reality shows are staged in some way, right? Even knowing this information, these shows have huge audience appeal. The glamour pulls us in, and even when we realize they are as dysfunctional as we are, we still continue to watch them. Some of these programs even risk the lives of people in the name of entertainment. How do we begin to see that some of these programs are making us hard and callous toward other people? Where do we begin in order to break the influences all of this excess information has in our lives? First, we will want to evaluate if what we are watching affects us in a positive or a negative way. If you have never taken the time to do this type of self-evaluation when it comes to analyzing the effect on your mental state by what you watch and hear, this exercise can be eye-opening. You will want to write down what you are looking at and listening to for entertainment. Do this for about a week. For example, on Monday, I spent X amount of time on some sort of social media, maybe half an hour. Then I listened to an hour of talk radio on my way to work. After work and after dinner, I spent about two hours relaxing in front of the television. Take some time during the evening to write out how you felt about each activity. For example, if in your morning commute you heard some disturbing news, then you will want to note that the news made you angry, anxious, sad, or whatever emotion you felt. Do this same evaluation for all of the entertainment you engaged in for that day. Yes, social media is a form of entertainment for most people. At the end of the week, perhaps on a Sunday afternoon, look over your week's worth of entertainment and determine if most of it was uplifting or if most of it made you anxious or irritated in some way. Sometimes we find ourselves in an emotional crisis and cannot really figure out how we got there. 
With this self-evaluation of what we allow ourselves to hear and to see, we become more aware of outside influences in our lives. We would like to believe that we are not influenced by what we see and hear. But just think back to childhood and adolescence, and you will begin to realize how real outside influences can be, but we just have failed to have an awareness of these influences. It's impossible to be bombarded by hour upon hour of negativity and not be affected emotionally. What steps can be taken once you are aware of how you are responding to what you hear and what you see? Sometimes it can be as simple as changing the radio station or putting in a CD of calming music. It may be as radical as cutting your viewing and listening time in half. There are times when we must walk through negativity, but if we don't have to engage, then delete it, turn it off, or do whatever you need to do in order to limit or eliminate your exposure. Your mental and emotional well-being are important. Treat them that way. You may exercise in order to stay physically fit. So in the same way, know what outside influences are doing to your emotional state and take back control. Programmers show so much negative information because we have shown them that we will engage and tune in hour upon hour, week after week. There is positive programming out there, but many times we have to consciously seek it out. Do it. It is well worth it. Even if you only limit yourself to one hour of negative information a day, that ends up being seven hours in a week and about 28 hours or more in a month's time. I think that's a lot, but you have to judge for yourself how much too much negativity is for you and your family. These are my personal observations, opinions, and experiences. Please seek professional help if necessary. These conversations about loss, grief, and emotional well-being are necessary and perhaps well overdue. Be a part of these important conversations. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to visit with you next time on Exposing Grief.